Hey, everybody. Welcome to Snipes and Stripes. It's another Wednesday, and we are here on nofilter.net. Again, another great week of hockey. A lot to talk about. I got my partner in crime, Mr. Tim Peel. He is the Stripes part of our show, Snipes and Stripes. Peelzy, how are you feeling this week? You're looking good, man. The black shirt looking just sharp well, tonight. It's it's slimming. It's slimming, JR. If I, you know, I if it's if somebody told me once, if you can't tan it or if you can't tone it, tan it. Okay. So I'm just <laughs> so funny. I always say fat tan is best. Fat tan is better than white tan, or white tan <laughs> fat is better than white fat. That's right. <laughs> you can't tone it, tan it. That's so good. I love it. So love it. you got well, a bunch got of a lists list. we, behind let, you. Let me let me start it up real quick. So we got a great show, obviously sponsored by My Whiskey, Whiskey in the Wild, which you see behind me, and I will always be drinking it. I am actually coming to you from New Hampshire, from the Chop House. They're nice enough to host me here in New Hampshire while I'm doing a whiskey tour. So thank you to the Chop House here in Manchester, New Hampshire. One of the best steaks I've ever had. So if you're in New Hampshire and Manchester, come to the Chop House. And also Bet Online. What a great sponsor that we have now, POZ. Uh, one of the best places to put your bets in. Now that the NBA is, is off and rolling and college basketball is just ready to go as well, Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. And Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile devices at access at any time. So head to Bet Online today and remember to use your our promo code BLEAVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus at your first deposit. Remember, it's Bet Online where the game starts. What a great, what a great sponsor we have with bet online. Hey, Tim. They're fantastic. They're a tremendous company to go through, but you're look, making me look bad, Jared. Cause when I read that the lot, when I've read that the last couple of weeks, I got to put my cheaters on. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it. Cause I know we're the same age. So, well, I'm still, we're still, my eyes are still working pretty good, but we also, we have a great sponsor. So we thank bet online for that. Last week, we were terrible with our bets. We both lost our bets last week. So this week, we have to make amends. We will give our picks of, uh, of, of our Thursday picks at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. We have a great show for you tonight. Uh, Tame Mussolini, one of the best players in the history of the game, is going to join us in a little while uh, to give us uh, some feedback on what's going on with his ducks right now. We want to talk about what's going on with them. They had an unbelievable road trip. Uh, a little bit about his career and uh, maybe dabble into his golf game. That's going to be a great guest, isn't it, Pielsey? Fantastic. You know, he, Timu was just, uh, first of all, you, you see him now on TV, if he's doing an interview or whatever, the guy looks like he's, he's aged, he's aging like a nice bottle of red wine. He looks fantastic. I just, I'm, I'm so envious. I don't know what his secret is, but he looks fantastic. He was one of the best players to ever play this game. Uh, we'll get into his stats and so on later, but what a what an honor to have him on our show. And when he was tough, when I refereed him, buddy, he was he wa- he was a competitor. He wanted to win, and he grinded me every game. So it, we're we're looking forward to that. I can't wait to hear some of those stories. But uh, let let's get off and roll in. I I think would be really remiss if we didn't start with uh, with the tragic news of um, of Mr. Johnson passing away. Um, with an unfortunate skate incident in the game uh, over in, in the British League. Um, 
just a tremendous loss for the hockey world. Uh, and every, every player feels it. Every referee feels it. Every person that's been associated with the game, regardless uh, if you knew uh, this fine young gentleman. Um, it was a crazy, crazy play. There's a lot going on behind this play. There's a lot of talk. Uh, there's a lot of banter. But I want to get your I want to get your thoughts. First of all, our thoughts and condolences go out to the Johnson family, uh, to his fiance. Uh, we want them to know that the whole hockey world is grieving with them. Uh, that we will uh, we will pray for them, and uh, we want to make sure that we say that first and foremost before we start breaking down the incident. But um, I'll let you uh, I'll let you start off with this one, Bealzy. No, it's well said, Jr. You know, Adam Johnson, a young man. Unfortunately, just a, a, a bad accident, a bad play that went uh, went bad. It's it's but what it, as much as that family right now is grieving, I'm hoping something can good can, good can come out of this, and that is that neck guards are mandated for all leagues uh, around the world. It boggles my mind. For example, my son wears one here in St. Louis. He's on a team. We were going to Chicago this weekend for a tournament. It's a, it's a rule on our team that, that he wears a neck guard. I went on USA Hockey's website, and it blew me away that it – I just thought it was a given that it was, it was a, uh, you know, a, a rule that, they, that all youths had to wear one. And then I read it, and it's highly recommended. So what, what bothers me about that – and it's not to beat up on USA Hockey, but maybe I am – but Teddy Balkin was a sophomore in Greenwich, Connecticut uh, uh, last year. And he died from a skate accident as well. And I know they had 130,000 uh, signatures on a position on a, a petition to USA Hockey to get them to change this rule to make it mandatory. And that didn't get it changed. And, and so as as tragic as this is maybe something can good can good can come out of it jr yeah i agree i mean you're, you're never going to be too protected and you're never going to be protected enough right because you never know what's going to what's going to work and what's not going to work um there are some people that will probably say a, a neck guard would not have saved adam johnson because of where this skate hit his hit his uh, his body. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't put neck guards on. I had to wear a neck guard when I was in junior. Um, right. That was a mandatory uh, Quebec major junior rule in 1988-89 that um, was very, uh, very unliked by the players. And oh, it didn't last. It would have been controversial back then. And you you know what? You guys would have been made fun of by the Ontario Hockey League players in the Western League. Yeah, it's um, it, it, it's it's a fine line. I don't think players can be protected enough. So for me, it doesn't bother me that neck guards are going will be mandatory if 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 and where they are, whichever league. Each league is going to react to it differently. Um, but I, I would I would love to hear your take on the situation. I would love to hear your take on the play. Because there's a lot of talk going on right now about charging him for murder, that the, investig the investigators are looking into this. 
there's there's a little bit more than just a freak accident on the ice. And I'm kind of interested to hear your take on the play. Well, you know what? I personally, listen, the player that hit him, he didn't mean to kill him. Let's get one thing straight here. He didn't mean I to agree. kill Adam John. I agree. Okay? I agree. Let's set that, get that straight right off the bat. I've watched it a couple times. I think he kicked it. He, he whipped his foot around to kick him, maybe in the head. But I don't even know if he did that. Like, listen, you, I didn't play at that high level, buddy. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know how your body contorts. You get hit. You spin around. I don't want to. I don't want to pile on this young man because I can tell you right now, he feels. I don't even. I can't even imagine what this guy's going through. So I, you may have a different view, but. I don't think he did. He didn't. I have, a, I have a different view. He didn't do it on purpose, Jr. You can't. Uh, you, can't. I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of speechless at the fact that he didn't do it on purpose. Yes, he did do it on purpose. He did try to make contact on purpose. He did try to do something to, to stop Adam Johnson from entering the zone on purpose. That's the game of hockey. But it's usually with a hit. It's usually with a body check. It's usually a putting yourself in a situation where you are defending a player, where you use a hockey taught move. There is nothing in what this player did that was a hockey move. There is nowhere from the day you start learning hockey and learning how to skate, does a coach teach you to kick your skate up to somebody's face? There's not even a a hockey rule that teaches a player to kick his foot up to the waist of a player. Now, usually when the skates come up, it's because they've been hip checked or they fly over somebody and the skates start wheeling. But that wasn't the situation in this case. This was a kid that was skating past him and realized that he wasn't going to get the piece of him. So, In the last second, he decided to lift his leg and do a karate kick style move, which has no place in the National Hockey League, has no place in hockey. It is not a natural hockey move. And whatever made this gentleman do this sort of move to impede Adam Johnson, not only is wrong, it's tremendously dangerous because we do have lethal blades on our feet. But then he comes in and does this. And we already know he's one of the most penalized players in the whole league. We already know he has a dirty side to him and he does something like this. Did he mean to kill him? Obviously not. He didn't have intentions of killing this person. There's no question. But there's a lot of places in this world where people kill other people by accident and didn't mean to do it because they made a stupid judgment decision. Yep. And a lot of those people go to jail for in, involuntary manslaughter, for second degree, um, second degree murder, which is unplanned, right? People go to prison or go to jail for making decisions that are wrong, that are bad, that end up costing somebody's life. 
And that's what happened here. This, this gentleman who is heavily penalized, one of the most heavily penalized players in the league, did something that is not part of the game. It is not taught in hockey. We never see it in hockey. And it ended up costing somebody's life. Now, should he get in, go to prison? This is a very weird and, and very tough part about these decisions in sports that if you can put people in prison for somebody dying on a freak accident on the ice. However, what I do think should happen to this player is I think he should be banned from any kind of hockey for the rest of his life in any league because there has to be some sort of repercussion consequence for making a decision and a decision that was so outside the lines of this game that are so out of bounds in terms of the, the, the teachings of the game. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that you don't kick a blade up near somebody's face. You don't have to have an education to understand that. And if there is no repercussions of the fact that they should ban this player, uh-oh, lights went out, that they should ban this player, then I don't know what is. You talk, I'll turn the lights back on. Yeah, no, you know what? You, you, it's very well said what, what, you, what you just stated, JR. And I can't argue with you on the fact that it was reckless. It was, I don't know if it was deliberate, but to your point, I've never seen a play like that in my life where a guy's been checked and he th- kicks his foot, his head. It's- yeah, but what? Yeah, yeah, but what's what's the definition of deliberate? He knew where he was. He wasn't pushed. He wasn't tripped. He saw where the player was. That was a deliberate move. He made the decision deliberately to throw his. his I guess what up. I'm. I guess what I'm saying is he he obviously didn't deliberately want to uh, kill the guy. Well. No. Okay, well, let's be let's be very very clear with your words because this is a very very sticky, very tough situation, Peelzy. Yes, we already decide. We already made the, the the distinction. He didn't try to kill this person. Was it? But right? he did make he did make a deliberate movement. That's not a hockey movement. Did he not? No, I I I do agree with you. I think it's very well said. I think. To your point, he probably shouldn't play hockey again. I don't know if his head head would be straight to ever play hockey again. Um, it, it's it, in in for the Johnson family. What they're I can't even imagine what they're going through. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I don't think he, the kid should go to prison for this. You know, he's going to pay a big enough price. Yes, I understand what you said about people go to prison for involuntary manslaughter and so on, but I, you know, I think I think the I think the young man's going to pay a big enough price with the demons he's going to have to live with for the rest of his life. You know, there's something to be said about that. I I, I see that. Um, I mean, that's your that's your that, and you're you're being I think you're being very gracious. I do I do agree. I'm sure this kid feels terrible. I'm sure it feels terrible. Um, but there, there comes a time when a statement has to be made 
um, on things that happen in sports. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you have to do what you have to do. And I, and I, I, I do believe that this player has lost his, especially because we do, we do know what kind of player he is. He is the most penalized player in the league. Um, that well, he's lost, think, he, he's, he's lost his opportunity to play. And I think what this has showed us, JR, is that in the last 15 months, we've had two players killed by a skate blade and nothing, not taken away from when you played and back in the, this game is fast. Now this game it's is so really fast. Hot, and I think that contributes to a lot of it. I go to high school games. I go to college games here in St. Louis. I'm, I cannot believe how fast these players are. You see it. So maybe because of the speed of the game, maybe this is going to happen more frequently. And we've got to adjust as a as a hockey society and say, hey, yeah. I know it's not cool to wear a neck guard. You know, the first thing yeah. I, I the first thing I would do when I'd get my helmet at training camp, I'd take the ear tabs off because I thought they looked stupid. You know, we all we all we all yeah. wanted to go Good there. Point. We all wanted to go out there and have this look. And Th- Thomas Pl- Placanic, he used to wear the turtleneck. That was his look. And we all want to look cool. You know, your nickname was Styles for a reason. You want yeah. to look good on the ice. I did. I, t- I took pads. I-, I took pads out of my out of my girdle. Absolutely. Like I, I, I mean, I made sure that I had as little amount of padding as I possibly could. I didn't wear a mouth guard my entire career. I mean, I did things that. <laughs> You know, I didn't even think of wearing a face mask, right? But let's let's go let's go to our first guest with Nick and see what maybe Nick has and see get maybe a different fan sure. uh, opinion of what just happened and what we saw. And because I'm sure this kid is getting a lot, and there he is. Look at Big right. Nick. Let's go, hey, Buffalo. Hey, Nick, we're not going to get yelled at by your wife this time, are we? Well, we're not because I'm on travel for work. I'm down in Sunrise. I'm just sitting in my hotel room watching the Sabres game right now. So, no, we're not. But there you uh, go. the house is definitely out there. I'm representing, I'm representing Saberland this year, this this week. So, there you go. There you go. Yeah, now the, the house is decorated. Everything just about is down. Halloween, Christmas is in full go. Uh, so, yeah, we're really boy. rock and roll. So you're listening. You're listening to Tim and I. Yeah. Um, as a fan, as a fan watching from the outside, give me, give us your impression of the Adam Johnson situation. Well, honestly, before you, when you guys were talking, I honestly hadn't even seen the the play. So while you guys were talking, I was listening. I got on YouTube real quick. You know, checked it out real fast. Good. Uh, and I definitely agree with you, Jr. I mean, it, you you could tell. Like, did he get bumped? Sure, but the the skate just it 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 was very weird how it it just lunged at him or, or however you want to describe it. Just didn't seem like you said like a, a hockey motion. Uh, you know, what, whether it was in, intended to be so or not. Um, you know, I don't think anybody maliciously goes out there and, and says I want to do yeah. something to somebody yeah. um you know but at the what's end your of the what's day, your opinion what's your opinion do you think someday that someone's going to get a, a, a is going to go to jail for something that they do on the field the court the ice is that possible i think it i think it's kind of hard i mean because right now i mean no nobody really knows except maybe that guy and i again i apologize i don't know the guy's name uh off the top of my head but 
I mean, is anybody really going to know if he, unless he comes out and actually says it like, yes, I maliciously intended to, to hurt somebody. I, I can't see it happening. Um, yeah. you know, just because we can never take ourselves into the psyche of another person. And, it's and a fine they, line. It's a fine line. Um, you know, I mean, unless there's like specific or distinct evidence that's out there that says, yeah, this guy, he decided that he wanted to do it. Then I, I don't think that there is going to be. Um, well, you know, I, I, listen, I, that's, that's good take. It's good take. I'm glad you looked at it and had an opinion. That's good. What do you got for us this week? You got, you got anything for us this week? Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff, man. Um, heritage classic. I didn't really watch too much of it. I'm, I'm a big football. Fan. What's up with your sabers, man? What's up with yes. your sabers? Like, uh, why can't they, why can't they find any kind of consistency? This team just boggles my mind because they look good one day and they look awful the next three so, so that was one of the topics i was going to talk about so in your estimation jr so i don't understand like the the defensive side of it it seems like when we're when we have a lead we can't hold the lead we're scrambling in our own end um you know is that more of like a, a coaching issue is it the players need to you know get their acts together and and defend more or focus i'll on tell you right now and plz i'll be i'll be curious to hear what you say um, you know what? Hey, Nick, I'm going to drop you uh, and, and answer that question so we can continue with the show. I appreciate you being on, buddy. Thanks for doing that from, from being on the road. Um, it's actually a good question, PLZ, is why, why, why does a team look so good and all of a sudden they have, they have the mojo going and defensively they just, they just break down? Is it coaching or is it the players? We all know, I think we all know that a lot of these teams are very well coached. Their That's systems cool. are good. Their systems are good. They're it comes down to the player's execution. It comes down to the player's thinking and executing the way that they're taught in practice. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. But let's keep in mind, like, people are beating up Buffalo. They're, they're, two, they're two wins out of being in second place in the Atlantic. Ah, that's because it's early you know, in the year. I know. That's because early in the year. You can always say that. But they still have not been good. Jared, Jared, they're four and five. Tate Thompson hasn't even got going yet. They've got a great back end with with uh, uh, Rasmus Staline, uh, Owen Power. Listen, they've got. I'm. I am not panicking on Buffalo the way we're not do. panicking. We're not panicking, but we are critiquing the games that they have played this year. And they, they're, they're. Do you not agree that the record should be better by the teams that they have played? Yeah. No, I do. I agree with that for sure. Uh, but I, I think t- to your point, it probably, and Nick's point, it probably comes to inexperience on the back end. They've got some young defensemen back there. And, you know, I, I, listen, I've got all the faith in Donnie Granado and his systems and so on. I, I don't necessarily agree with you when it comes to preparation. I think it just comes to experience. We're 10 games into the season. If we're still talking about this at, at game 18 and 20, then, yes, we've got a problem with Buffalo. All right. Well, it's good stuff. That's he. Hey, he always Nick always brings in some good stuff, yeah. doesn't he? He always yeah, brings in some absolutely. good stuff. How, uh, speaking of us. speaking of playing some good hockey, there's two teams I want to hit before our guest comes in. Two teams that are just one. I think is a little bit more um, is a little bit more exciting than the other. But the L.A. Kings and the New York Rangers, both teams are doing some amazing things right now. And nobody's really talking about them, Peelzy. No, you know what? Uh, I, I watched the L.A. Toronto game last night. I, I I was looking forward to that game. 
And Drew Doughty loves to come back to Toronto. He loves it. Like a lot of these guys, they come to Toronto, they slide out the side door because they don't want to talk, talk to the Toronto media. Drew is right there. He just loves it. He eats it up. When he's on the ice and I'm watching that game, he is the quarterback. He's in charge. He wants to be the man. And I, I read a quote from Todd McClellan. He said, every game I say this about Quentin Byfield, man, that's the best game he's played so far. And he plays another <laughs> game. He, he's, he, his parents were at the game. He had two helpers. I think he was the first star. They've got a great team. But didn't you know, Dowdy have two goals? Yeah, right. I think I I don't know if he had two goals, but but they had a they've got a great team. Like I'm telling you, that I think that was a statement game for LA to going into Toronto. A lot of the Toronto fans don't follow the the you know the Ducks and the the Kings and the teams the teams out west. I think that was a statement game by LA to say we're here and we're a good hockey team and. Are they as good as Vegas? I don't know, but I'm telling you, I love that LA Kings team. Yeah, they're. I think they're they're very well coached, and I think they're, they're they are full down the roster. They have four good lines. I think their defense is strong. I think their goaltending is definitely improved. Um, I think uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, after after going into Winnipeg and having a good game in Winnipeg, he's starting to play some some better some good hockey. So look for him to be uh, really amping up uh, in terms of his comfort in L.A., which is great. Yeah, let me ask you this. They talked about it today because Toronto had just come back from a four-game road trip. First game back, they say, oh, it's, they're never good. You're never good. What, how did you feel when you played? Because a stat I read today, which you might be surprised at, was actually the team that comes back from being on the road for three or four games – they win more games the first game back than they do the second, third, fourth game. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's true. It, no. it is true. It no. is true. I read it. No. I'm telling you. No. I'm telling no. You. When you come back off a long trip, it's a misnomer. Your first game back at home is awful. Why? It's awful. Why? You know why? Do you really want to know why? Because yeah. you're sleeping because you're sleeping in your own bed now. You have distractions that are called kids. <laughs> you you have honeydew stuff that you need to do. All of a sudden, you, you know you're you go to bed and and all of a sudden your wife wants to have some fun with you, so you have a little fun with her for and you have fun together because you do marriage things. Uh, you go home, you do marriage things, and you get comfortable. And then you get back in, and another team comes in, and they they they're on the road, they're feeling good, and they just wipe you out. That's I'm why not, I'm not buying it. I think it's Are a crock. Are you kidding me? Crack. You, I, you listen. Your job for next week's show is to look at every team that comes off of a long road trip and sees what their first game back is in terms of the win loss. Okay. And I'm okay. going to tell you, okay. you are going to be wrong on your win loss percentage. No. They lose way no. more than they win coming off a long road trip. No. It gonna, is for I'm sure. Right. Um, but the New York Rangers. They're on a five-game win streak, and they just went to the West Coast. And right. I think I think the Rangers are kind of taking it personally that nobody is talking about them either. Well, it's funny because a week ago we talked about the Rangers, and you said, "What do you think of the Rangers?" I said, "It's like a, it's like opening a flat can of soda. They do nothing for me." So what do they do in the next last seven days? They beat the Oilers, the Canucks, the Jets, the Flames, and the Kraken. 
That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable to go out west and win five games. That just does not happen. You played in the NHL, uh, Jerry. You know how tough it is to go out west, play those Western League teams with the time change and so on. For them to rattle off five wins is impressive. And you know why I think they are coming around is the number one reason is Peter Laviolette. Peter Laviolette, I love Gerard Gallant. I think Gerard Gallant's a great coach. But Gerard Gallant is a player's coach. He, you know, he he's he that's what he is. Peter Laviolette is a systems coach, and they're now buying into his system and the Ranger uh players. Yeah. What's, what's I have up. to agree with you. I, I I like Peter Laviolette. I always have. Um this is why he gets job after job in the league because he is very, very good. The, and he needs a certain type of player to buy into his personality. Alex McNally, who I saw today earlier at my at my whiskey signing, who's a big Ranger fan. Uh, we talked about uh, the Rangers before. He just jumped on and says, yeah, nobody's talking about us. Well, Alex, that's going to change. And, and and people are starting to notice now. They, they have great goaltending. I mean, Shesterkin is – arguably the best goaltender in the game. Um, you know, that their defense is stellar. They have great secondary scoring. They've got Lindgren, Fox, Keandre Miller, Truba, Gustafson, and Schneider on their back end. Like, they've got a tremendous – they've got a good team. You know They do. It, they do. And you know what? I thought they were going to go further in the playoffs, and, and a lot of people picked them to, to possibly win the Cup last year. They just had a little trip up in the beginning of the season. I think the Rangers are going to be very good this year. And I think they're kind of benefiting the fact that they're going under the radar right now. And Jared, your point before we bring on Timu, I, one, I'm a big Chris Drury fan. I think he's, I, I loved him as a player. I think he's doing a great job as a GM. He brought in too many pieces at the end of the year. He remember he brought in Kane. He brought yeah. in Gersenko. He brought in three or four players and all of a sudden, you're bringing in three or four players. Somebody's got to sit. And I think it disrupted the chemistry of that team. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's something to be said about that. Um, it's it's nice it's nice to see Panarin playing so well. I mean, this kid is a lot of fun to watch. Zibanejad is always fun to watch. Kreider has has established himself as a as a premier goal scorer in this league. There's no question. I think he's um, had eight or 10, 20 goal seasons. Yeah, well, the, I mean, listen, the kid's a, the kid's a sniper. Uh, I'm never going to say anything bad about about Kreider ever again because he has proven to me that he's putting in the work, you know. So um, look for the Rangers to start really, really putting on a big push and making people open up their eyes on what's what's happening there. So, um, and how about the how about the Anaheim Ducks? You know I what? Mean, we're gonna we're we're gonna get Tamu here on in a couple minutes when he pops on. Uh, and this, this, these guys are just unbelievable. Uh, this is a, this is the second, the, the worst team in the league last year. They were the worst team in the league. They got the first pick, had the possibilities of the best first pick last year, and they started the season on a on a low note. And all of a sudden, something sparked. So let's let's bring on let's bring on the greatest duck player of all time. Tamuslani, and I don't say that in disrespect to Paul Korea, but Paul Korea never scored 76 goals, especially in his rookie year. Uh, one of the best goal scorers in the history of the game. Um, one of the best players in the history of the game. Um, but PLZ, you know as well as I do, 
probably even more so one of the best guys of the world. And it's that man right there. It's okay, boys. Right there. <laughs> it's Tim Rusellade. What's up, boys? My, one of my favorite people in the world. So, listen, I was just with Tamu last week, and we always have fun together. And he was so generous to come on uh, after his golf round today. Um, well, I want to have somebody shot first, JR. Oh, my God. Right, right. First round that I have played bad in a month was today. Maybe I was too, too nervous to come to your show. So I, I <laughs> 81. No. Hey, so Tamu and I are taking on uh, Biz Nasty and Whitney in the Sandbagger uh, oh, yeah. in, in two weeks. So uh, we have to make sure that we're ready for those those turkeys at, uh, oh, at the you know, Sandbagger. I've, I've played with you, Jer. I haven't had the pleasure of playing with Timu, but I've seen Biz Nasty swing on, on TV or YouTube. His swing is, if you guys can't beat those two pigeons, then there's a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think Whitney is a good player, right? Yeah, yes. we, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, a stick, but uh, this is not. I, I, hey, so, I can see his swing. So, Tamu, we, you know, we just mentioned the Ducks and how great the Ducks have been playing as of late. Um, you watch them every night. You're there. You see them. You know their. You know their roster. What What's changed? Well, I think just the confidence and and believe that they can win. Obviously, they have a young team also, and uh, and a lot of good young players. I don't think they're going to have a great year, but it's exciting team to watch, you know, and uh, and and that's what it's important for me that the young guys grow up together. They they go highs and lows together and they're going to find to build a good team chemistry together. And when those guys peak up same time, I think they're going to have a great uh, team for a long, long time. Look at for Toronto. PLC. vitrano has got what, eight or nine goals right now. <laughs> He's got nine goals. Oh, right my now. God. It's oh a, my God! He's got a and great Toronto team, right? Every line has been really good and exciting, and they all they, they they found the chemistry, and you know they they have creep, they have a speed, they they have a toughness. Last year, you know, I, and I was worried about that. We have those skill players, but there's no toughness who can back them up, and I think we got that too. And so, and we have a good, uh, two good goaltenders. And so there's a new mission for sure. And more, they look like they, they really want to compete and play well. That's so important that they, they look good and they want to they wanna do well. Timu, how, how good is this Leo Carlson? Because I haven't seen him play that much so far. How good is he? Well, only bad thing, he's from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's, he's, he's going to be a great player. You know, he's a big, strong guy who can really skate and move well. Uh, and, you know, you never know how long it's going to take to get in the grooves and, and, and used to this, this style of hockey. But uh, what I have seen is that it's a lot of potential there. Potential there and... Uh, I think he's going to do great, and he's going to learn from those other young guys. I think they can push each other to be better every day, and, and hopefully they have a little bit competition as well, that who is going to do better uh, uh, while they all play together. But you always want to, want to hope and wish that uh, they all play uh, together because that's going to help the team. But the good competition, there has to be a little bit like who is going to be the best one. Okay, well, this is, this is even more impressive because – this team is winning, and they're winning without their two top, at least their two two top scorers in in um, Zegras and 
um, uh, what's his name? Terry. Um, Terry. Yes. And, and yes, exactly. Scoring. Like Zegers has one goal. I think he has three three points. But yet this team is winning without without their top guys leading the way. That's even more impressive. Yeah, they have depth so far. And like, uh, and I always said that when you miss the training camp, it's gonna take another month to really kick in and and get in the game shape. And and that's what happened for Seagrass. He was awaiting his contract things, and uh, now I think it's gonna take for a little while. And and now that they have that depth that the other guys can score too, makes this uh, team so much more stronger. So. Uh, I, I really like what I see so far, and, uh, and like I said, my expectations are still a little bit lower than uh, uh, they should be, but uh, I call them young and stupid still, but I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And I think one thing also, like I don't think uh, when, when they go to East Coast, I think some teams maybe take them a little lightly. Uh, they don't believe they, they can win, but they have been have been, been good surprise so, so far. And you know what? I like uh, I like this Greg Cronin so far, Timu. I loved his passion the other night in Pittsburgh with that waved-off goal. I didn't agree with it. it. It's the rule. If he goes in the crease, I get the whole thing. But I loved I love I can see the players wanting to play for him. So, but listen, I I want to bring up a, we've got a couple questions for you, and we really appreciate you coming on. So I was talking to one of your old teammates today. He lives in St. Louis, where I live. Uh, Big Walt Keith Kachuk. <laughs> and uh and i was talking to him about you and and he's like yeah timu came over and i i said you guys came up together right and he goes kind of he goes i played 17 games the year before so pretty much we were and he goes he comes in scores 76 goals he, and, and i said how did he do that back then like with all the hooking and holding and and so on and he said Peelzy says there were three other players that i saw that could skate like timu was fedorov bure and uh, uh, Modano, and he said, and Phil Housley would find you, cut slashing up the middle, and Phil would throw the puck from the from the uh, end zone and get and put it right on your tape. Is that is that how it went down with Phil? Uh, absolutely. First of all, you know, luckily we didn't have a so good team, so I could play in the first power play in the first line right away. So, but like you said, the Housley was the biggest factor for that season. You know, he was like a quarterback back there. And uh, I knew that uh, if I get open, the puck is going to come. He was unbelievable vision, how you see his teammates and line mates. And, and, uh, and, and he, his IQ is one of the best I ever seen. And uh, the chemistry with what we had, it was just outstanding. And of course, there was like a Shamnov and Keith uh, himself and, uh, 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 Thomas Dean. We have a lot of good players, but uh, I think Phil House was by far the biggest factor for me. Yeah, but my problem, Tamu, my problem is how do you score 76 in the first season and then you can't do it again the rest of your career? What's going on with that? You hey, did your best hey. year in the first season of your career. Hey, I told everybody that, that I'm the only person in NHL that career went down, down after the first year. <laughs> well, you can't set the bar so high, my friend. Like, honestly, I was stupid. God. I was stupid. Well, I don't know you, if you're stupid or not, but um... when you got drafted by Winnipeg, you must have been like, "Where is Winnipeg?" And I've been so I've been to uh, to Finland, 
Uh, years ago, the NHL had a few exhibition games there, and I was in Helsinki, but I also went up to Tempere. Is it Tempere? Yeah, Tempere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the whole time I was in Finland, it was cloudy and and dreary. And I'm like, well, Timu would fit right in going from Finland to Winnipeg. And it must it must not have been a big adjustment for you going there. It was almost same. I think I think the Finland is still a winter time, a little more darker, but the same shit, you know. And uh, but <laughs> and, but the cute the cute thing is that the, your focus is only for hockey. There's no distractions or anything else. You just live and and eat with uh, with hockey and the, the Winnipeg people, the fans. Oh my God, they were just outstanding. I, wow. I have so much love for those people. And uh, yeah. it was. I'm always said I'm so lucky I started there. Four years there, it made me super happy. Well, you've played with a lot of great players, and you've had a lot of fun things that have happened to you. But there's got to be there's got to be something that stands out in in Temu Solani's mind because I know how fun you are, my friend. I'm with you a lot. You and I are very close friends. Um, I know you love to have fun, and I know you love being in the locker room. You loved your teammates. There's got to be there's got to be something a funny story that happened to you. Something that that you witnessed um, an, an encounter that you had with somebody. There's got to be a funny story that you tell over and over again that happened in your career with somebody special. Um, I would love to hear something that, that, that comes to your mind of a good, good Temu Solani story. Well, there's a lot of good stories. My first year, you know, we always talk about how big a head Ty Domi has, and uh, one, one, <laughs> one practice, one practice, I put uh, I uh, put the big bucket in my my head. We were in LA, and I put twenty. <laughs> his number was twenty, so I put uh, twenty in the back, and I, I I put two holes in the big bucket, and I go on the ice. I went to last, so he didn't see me. And when he saw when he saw that. He was it a trash around. can? Was it a trash can? Uh, he was no, but not that big. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was a bucket with all the all the pucks were, you know, a big, big oh, puck, yeah, bucket. Oh, yeah, the puck bucket. Oh my god! Uh, luckily, luckily, I was way faster than him. He couldn't catch me because I think he would absolutely kill me. That is one <laughs> but, of the funniest uh, things I. That is hilarious. But, uh, but another story is about Paul Curry. I have a million stories about Paul Korea. And uh, when I came to Anaheim, we were roommates for three years. And, uh, you know, he has this, he has so many routines, you know, he went to bed, East Coast, West Coast, doesn't matter, 10 o'clock. And uh, he always put the mouth guard and wrist guards on before he went to bed. And I asked, why do you put the wrist, wrist guards on? He said, well, I, you know, I slept one, one time bad and, you know, I didn't want to take any chance. I'm okay. <laughs> so then we went, then we went to Phoenix for one game. And I took my boy's little shin pads with me. I put it in my back. And then when it was time to go to bed, I started putting those shin pads on and, and taped them on. And Paul said, what the hell are you doing? I said, oh, you know, I, one time I slept bad. I hit my knee in the, in the bed, so I don't want to take a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't talk to me a couple of days, but I think that was Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That is that's one of the best stories I have ever heard in my in in my pro career. I gotta get we gotta we gotta we talked Jay and I talked about having Ty on because that story about the bucket is hilarious. Uh, and then I have I have one more story. We are in somewhere I forgot it was not really typical hockey city, but me and Paul we always check in in the hotel different names. I was Teddy Flash, and he was Tony Tony Montana. 
So then, then we had a one. Uh, I was, I was Fred had... Flintstone. <laughs> Is that really? your head? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so then we, uh, we had some team in the bonding night. We came like three o'clock back in the hotel in the morning, and uh, so then I lost, my, I lost my my key. So I go to the front desk and I said, uh, "Can I get the new new key?" And he said, "What's your name?" So I thought, yeah, they have ID. And I saw my ID, I said, but I'm not in my real name. I said, I'm in Teddy Flash. And this girl didn't let me get the new key. And I tried to like back and forth. And the manager comes, I said, I'm part of the Ducks team here. My name is, my name is Timo Solani, but I'm under Teddy Flash. They, they didn't give me a key. So I had to call our PR guy who comes with the pajamas down there. and said, yeah, he's, he's one of us, you know. <laughs> So there's a lot of, a lot of good stories about uh, good old days. Well, so Timu, I got to tell, uh, tell Jarrah this story, and you may have forgot it, but I know you'll remember it quickly. Because Jarrah, this is the longest, we're, we've been on with Timu for 15 minutes. This is the longest I've ever been around him without him yelling at me, okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> so no big deal. Timu's only played in six Olympics, right? Timu, am I right? Six? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the last one is in Russia in 2014. JR, you were there with uh, as a broadcaster. Timu was there as a player, and I was there as a ref. And I'm I'm fortunate enough I get picked to work the bronze medal game between the USA and Finland. And the first period, Kane's on a breakaway, gets wiped out, boom, penalty shot. Now, a few minutes later, like literally within the next four or five minutes, Kane's on another breakaway. Someone breaks his stick. So I call two penalty shots in favor of the U.S. against Finland. Timu comes over, and I'm I cannot because Jar and I don't swear in the show, Timu. Okay, so we're like, and he comes he comes over, and you are like your eyes are popping out, you're spitting. I thought it, it, I thought you might hit me over your the head with your stick, <laughs> and and. And you're just like going, and I'm like, so if that was back in North America, I'd tee up, I'd give you a 10, whatever. But I'm like, okay, PLZ, this is his last Olympics. This is the bronze medal game. You've got to eat a pile of shit right now and take everything that Timu's given you. And I just like, I'm like, sorry, but this is the way it is. And you guys went on to win that game 5 nothing, And I think you scored two goals in that game. Yes, yes. And you know what? I still feel, feel sorry for all the referees because I had a big mouth and you know what? It's uh, well, uh, somehow, somehow I felt that, you know, if I was a little sleeper at the, at the game, when I was yelling to referees, I always play, play better. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best, but JR, the best part of the story is so we're at this hotel afterwards, and here comes Yermo Kikalainen and Timo teaming in and, and Timu Salani, and everyone's coming in, and we're drinking beers. And Timu gives me a big hug. He's like, PLZ, and we're drinking beers till five in the morning. And I go, you might be the biggest front runner I've ever known. I said, four hours ago, you literally wanted to kill me. <laughs> and I, is your wife's name Serpa? Yes. yes. Two days later, we're getting on the flight back to North America, and she comes up to me. I swear to God, she comes up to me. She goes, Tim, I'm so sorry for how Timo acted to you on the ice. <laughs> I said, it's all good. But that's the great thing about hockey is, is that that is the unbelievable thing about hockey, how you can you can be so mad at each other and just give it to each other and then afterwards have beers and laugh about it and joke about it. And that's the great thing about our sport. 
Exactly, and you know what? Uh, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to understand it, how hard high the emotions and how heat, how much heat the heat there is uh, d- doing the games and different situations. And I, that's why I I really uh, respect and appreciate those referees who could actually, like you said, that not to get mad and understand that situation and that moment. That you know what? It's a uh, it's it's a tough one. So. Uh, that's what separate the best uh, referees, I think. Well, I, but you, I, I, again, I apologize. That no, no, no. <laughs> I don't want you to apologize. I don't want. So, but the the thing was that Anaheim team that you guys had, you had Getzlaff, you had Perry, you had uh, uh, on the back end. I'm trying to think. Oh, Pronger, and and guys that were really tough. Like they would grind me every shift. Like I, I. Chris lives here in St. Louis, and I joke with Prongs. I go, Prongs, I could I could have given you a penalty on every shift. I just tried to pick which one was worse than the other. <laughs> but but, but that, that team back then, you guys were tough to officiate because you had a lot, a lot of strong personalities. But, you know, Ryan Getzlaff, I know how much you love Getzy. Him and I had a lot of FU battles on the ice. I mean a lot. And my last year, we were in Colorado – and I went over to him because I have so much respect for him. And I said, hey, buddy, I'm not going to see you again. This is the end of my career. I'm retiring in a month. And he stood up on the bench and he gave me a hug. And, and I go, thanks, Betsy. That's the type of guy he is, right? Like, just hockey people are the best. I love it. By far. And, and like, like you said, you know, we battle hard. And, and sometimes we go to overboard. But in the end, you know, we all friends and the same family. Well, there's no question. I know who one of my best friends is, and it's you, Mr. Tamo Solani. I love you. I love you more than anything in the world. Um, I love that you joined us today. Thank you. I know you had a bad golf round today. You could have blown us off, but you didn't. <laughs> I'm still happy. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, listen, we are we are playing the sandbagger, the spit and chicklets guys. We're playing biz and, and wits. In two weeks, go get your golf game ready, and uh, we need to give those guys a beating. Okay, buddy. Do you have to give them strokes in this, or like yes. how's it? Oh yes. God, there will there will be strokes. Oh geez, it's okay. We we're gonna beat them for sure. I think we got to give Biz like thirty strokes. <laughs> He's not gonna take it, but I think we have to. You know, listen. If if we let a guy who scored three or four goals in his entire career beat over eleven hundred goals, we're in big trouble. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Timu, Tamer, I love you. Tamer, I love you. Hey. Thanks for joining, buddy. Hey. And uh, I'll see you in a couple weeks, okay, buddy? All the best, guys. Love you. Hi, Deserpa. Hi, Deserpa. Coming yeah, on, buddy. You. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. He's the best, Dude, buddy. Like, seriously, hey. does, does it get any better? It does not, man. Like, he's just, he's just a not. Like, I can see why you're, I'm envious why you're such good friends with him because he's just such a tremendous guy. And he's yeah. always been like that. Like, his, his teammates loved him. Everybody loved him. He's just a good person, right? Like, he's a great person. He, he literally, from the heart, is kind. And I always say, people from Finland, they eat nice pills. They grow up eating nice pills, all of them. You meet anybody from Finland, they're always so gracious. They're always so yeah. kind. They're, 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 they're fantastic. They're just, and Temu leads the charge, right? He leads the charge. Um, it's just, a, just an amazing man. He's, you know, and he's into everything, he's into tennis. He's a big F1 guy. He actually he actually raced cars for like 10 or 15 years, um, which is crazy. I mean, literally create the, the off track, the off tracks, um, you know, I don't I can't remember the name of the of the 
of the racing league that he was in. But this he this guy was this guy is a car racing junkie. Really, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, car racing junkie. So thanks for Tamo Solani for coming on Snipes and Stripes here on NoFilter.net. Um, we got about eight minutes left here. So um, one, I want to get to. If you have one more thing you want to talk about, and then we got to get to our, our picks because last week we sucked, and we have Bet Online is is relying on us to give good picks for this week. So what well, do you got? You, you know what? I wanted to touch on your old buddy Rick Tockett, and uh, you know how much I love Talk. He's one of yeah. the best guys in the business, and he's got his Canucks at, in second place in the Pacific, six two and one. And I just want to touch on with you. You know, obviously, Elias Pettersson's having a great year. JT Miller, the you know the the Hughes kid, they're getting good uh, goaltending from Demko. But I think Tockett's got to get a lot of credit for this. Don't you agree? Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Because you know, one, one thing I know about Tock is all he wants is a good effort. He just wants a good effort. He wants guys to go out there and play the game hard. He wants the guys to do the play the system properly. He wants everybody to be free within their system to play the style of game that they play. Now, if you have the puck with talk, do whatever you want. If you don't have the puck, get your ass back and protect the net. That's right. it. Give yourself an honest effort. Give an honest effort. Be yourself. A lot of players today want to be creative. They want to play their own game peels. They want to use what got them to the National Hockey League to make them better on the ice. And I don't think I don't think a couple of the coaches that have been in Vancouver over the last little while, I think, I think Greeny was awesome there. Travis Green got screwed hey, in Toronto. He, he did an amazing job, and they disrespected Travis Green by firing him when Travis actually put him on the map. Then all of a sudden there was a there was a period there where they they just they nobody can motivate them. If you can't get motivated by Rick Tockett. There's exactly. something there's something wrong with you. Right. And I'm telling you right now, those players, when they come in out of that off that ice and they have to look at that mug, at that Rick Tockett face, at that Rick Tockett jaw, at that Rick Tockett body, and say, Holy crap, I'm I'm playing for this guy. Exactly. He brings a mentality of work, he brings a, a mentality of commitment and responsibility and accountability and that's what rick tockett brings but he 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 gives it to the players to decide exactly and he's been they have been so good i mean hughes has been amazing besser's been amazing petterson's been amazing they jt miller's been great they are I, and I knew they had more talent and they were underachieving and they just needed somebody to just let them go and do the things that they do and put less restrictions on the opposite side and just have fun playing. And Rick Tockett's yeah. a fun guy, Peelzy. You know him, right? Oh, my God. He's awesome. And you know what? He pulled – you can't pull the, the players have no heart or they didn't put in the effort. You can't pull that card too often during the season, but he pulled it after the game in Philadelphia when they got beat in Philadelphia, a game that they should win. And uh, he's that type of coach. He's going to stay at the way it is. And to your point, 
how do you look at Rick talk and say, yeah, I gave 110% tonight. He's, he's going to go like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, not a chance you did. So I'm yeah. happy him. I, I, I love him personally. I know he's a former teammate of yours. And I just wanted to bring up Vancouver's success so far. So. Yeah, that, no, that's a great, that's a great point. Let's hope talk continues. And I know, I know our, our boss and our, our partner, Joe Manuel, wants us to talk about Montreal, you know, five, two and two. Okay, Joe, we'll talk about them next week. That'll be our conversation for next week. But um, nobody, there's not too many, not too many, not too many people down here in the States really care about Montreal, even though we do, Joe, we do. They are les habitants, but we'll talk about them. Okay. We need to, we need to get to our picks in the last couple of minutes here for bet online. Um, I'm going to go with a couple, I'm going to give everybody a couple uh, sleepers, maybe a couple of good, like good price bets. Uh, Florida at Detroit tomorrow. Uh, Detroit is an underdog at home. Uh, I think they, they really disappointed me last week and didn't play up to standard. And I think let their, their, let their success get to their head. Uh, they got a tough Florida team coming in tomorrow. And I think they're going to wake up and have a big game tomorrow. Um, they're actually an underdog at home. So I like Detroit at home. I also like the Rangers at home against Carolina. Uh, Rangers on a high. This is what's, and the reason why I'm saying this right now is because I'm going to test your theory about coming off a long road trip and seeing how they play first game. And if they lose, I'm going to blame this game, the New York Rangers at minus 113. If they lose, it's all your fault, Mr. Tim Peel. And my last, my highest pick, so my best money odds pick for tomorrow is going to be Columbus over the Tampa Bay Lightning at home. So that's going to be my long range pick. This week. Okay. Well, listen, I'm going to ride, I'm going to ride the McDavid train for the next couple games. I think after watching him come back, I watched the Heritage Classic against Calgary. I think as as bad a start as Edmonton got off to, uh, they're at home to Dallas tomorrow night, which is going to be a really, really good test for, for Edmonton. But I've, I'm picking Dallas tomorrow night. Then I'm also picking uh, Buffalo at home on Friday to Philadelphia. I think the Sabres, I think Sabres are going to bring it around. And then on Saturday, my last pick was, and I lost it here, was uh well i guess i'm not going on the limb here but i'm pitch i'm picking pittsburgh <laughs> pittsburgh and san jose uh san jose is oh and nine and i i i get i guarantee if you bet against san jose all year you'll probably make a lot of money yeah san jose is on pace to have the worst worst record in the history of the national hockey league i don't hope it happens i hope it does not happen no but right now that's on their pace so hey peelsy that's pretty awesome what a great um, show and I just want everybody to realize, remember, Bet Online, one of our favorite, favorite companies in the world, our sponsor, you know, with NHL, NFL, college, UFC, NBA, no matter what it is, Bet Online is your source for your odds, for your predictions, for whatever you need betting. Bet Online is where you go. Bet Online, where the game starts. And it better be where my bank account starts going up so and obviously my whiskey in the wild so hey thanks to tamo solani thanks to all of our listeners everybody that was on the chat line all of our guests um what a great show timmy way to bring it again this week it was great buddy you know what I, like we both said timu's the best it was great having him on tonight but 
a lot of great stories going on in the NHL, and I look forward to next week, pal. Yeah, me too. And uh, again, our, our hearts, our hearts, and all of our prayers go out to Adam Johnson family. Uh, it's a terrible tragedy. We will all remember him. And that does it for another edition of Snipes and Stripes right here on NoFilter.net. We will see you again next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. It's been a blast, everybody. Thanks for joining. Take care.